When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Do you know who my dad is? A limited series podcast from Betches Media. Hosted by Brian Russell Smith and Alicia Angelus. Do you know who my dad is? A podcast about failing up. Hello and welcome to Do You Know Who My Dad Is? I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I am Alicia Angelus. And Do You Know Who My Dad Is? is a limited series podcast by The Betches Up, None of the True Crime, and At Betches, exploring domestic nepotism and the effects it has on media, culture, and our current political system. Yes, this podcast exposes the privilege that leads to inexperienced and unaccomplished children of very powerful people, usually white men, getting ahead despite lack of experience, intelligence, and mediocrity. Yes, because nepotism leads to privilege, which leads to a false sense of entitlement, which leads to unqualified people getting the most powerful positions in multiple facets of our society. Let's get dynasty. Hi, Lizia. Hey, Brian, can you believe this is the last episode of the series? I can't believe where we are right now. We are like less than a week away from the election um, or not the election, the election results, I should say, Mm -hmm. when the results start coming in because people should be voting and are voting right now. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm happy that I'm happy that we got here, though. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, the pit of anxiety, like, similar to how, how it was for COVID, is, like, back in my chest this week, but mm-hmm. hopefully we'll just get through it. Yeah, I'm eager, I'm eager to be over it, and I'm eager just to know what happens, you know? Yeah, like, I just want to move on from this. I know. Um, <laughs> so, today, I, we are ending, we are, this is our last episode, um, I'm going to be do, doing the Trump family because it's super relevant right now. Um, and by extension of the Trump family, Alicia has been doing the Kushner family. Yeah. And this almost, I mean, I was saying this to Brian saying it to Sean. It is a little depressing because of how current everything is. It kind of makes you think like, oh my God, we're living in this right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know all the other ones, all the other ones have been like reflections, like looking back. Yeah. I mean, there's still they're, like, like the Murdochs and like the Oxelsburgers are still happening, but you know, this is like still very real. So it's different. Yeah, like headlines literally just surfaced of like Jared Kushner today. And I was just like, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. To start off with the Kushners, though, they actually are from Livingston, New Jersey, even though Trump like prides himself as like this, you know, Queens guy. The Kushners are actually Jersey people. Uh-huh. Um, and I found that interesting to start off with because like these are all people who like are really famous in Manhattan, like both of these families. But like the truth is, neither of them even like grew up in Manhattan. <laughs> mm hmm. Um, so they're definitely the bridge and tunnel people just throwing it out there. And I always kind of knew about the Kushners, but like I knew about them because of Jared being like the neck to Trump's head. And once you learn more about them, I feel like it's just devastating how much power they have and like how they abuse it. And naturally as like all the stories go with nepotism, they ran into a ton of money by like some sketchy ways um and what i'm gonna go into today is gonna talk about jared kushner's grandparents starting with joe kushner and ray kushner then jared Mm -hmm. kushner's father charles Mm -hmm. kushner and then i'll go into jared his siblings a little bit and kind of how they have as a family really influenced where we are right now 
Yeah. Um, I think just in case, like, I think everyone knows who Jared Kushner is, but just in case, who is Jared Kushner? Before we get started. (laughs) Very good question. Jared Kushner is the current senior advisor to the president. So he works for Donald Trump. However, he is married to Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka. So there are already questions of whether or not this was against like the anti-nepotism law of the United States. And (laughs) (laughs) there were already articles being like, this is not okay. But the Department of Justice actually thinks it's fine for him to be the senior advisor to the president. Well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm just having moments of silence today and I'm just like, this is sad. Yeah. Anyways, to start from Jared Kushner's grandparents, Joe and Ray. Um, Jared's grandparents were actually Holocaust survivors. Um, her, his grandmother, Ray Kushner, actually like told the entire story publicly many years ago. And Ray and her family actually were in a Jewish ghetto in the middle of the Holocaust in what was Poland at the time. Um, she even goes into this like super scary story about how her family was legitimately like in line to die. Um, and their lives were at a point where they were like, okay, you X amount of people, you go to this side, you're going to live, you X amount of people, you go to die. Ray and her father, like their immediate family basically were at first told that they were going to die in the Holocaust and ended up getting saved because Ray's father was a furrier and the Nazis ended up needing like fur to like get through (laughs) Europe at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was like the first piece of research I did, which I found so kind of rattling, just knowing that like these grandparents were refugees. And after the war, Ray ended up getting married to another Jew who renamed himself actually as Joe Kushner um joe was actually like helping out like the best that he could like the two legitimately came from nothing um like yes ray's family was like okay to do like the father was a furrier but like they were in a refugee camp and legitimately had to wait like three and a half years in that refugee camp after getting married to get a visa to come to the united states Um, And in 1949 is when they actually got the visa to go to the U.S. They arrived in the New York Harbor with like $2 to their name. um, And the Hebrew Immigration Society helped them out to kind of like make sure that they can like, you know, have a place to to live. They ended up settling in New Jersey. They had four children. And Joe Kushner was working as a carpenter in New Jersey. Um, He ended up having like a great amount of businesses that ended up making him a lot of money but similar to all the stories that like I've told previously like this was the part of the family that really was able to pick themselves up and like pursue their dreams Mm -hmm. and because of that it kind of trickled down into all of these people who needed to essentially take over the world um so super kind of scary story to start um yeah wow Joe and Ray's son was Charles Kushner, Jared's father. Um, Charlie and his father kind of started a real estate business in New York, New Jersey that like kind of started up their money after like Joe was also a comforter, what have you. Um, But what is crazy is that now that they're running into money through real estate, they decided that they had to pour all of their money into, of course, like schools and campaigns as these lovely people do. Um, and Charlie mm-hmm. essentially ended up becoming one of the largest political donors in the United States, like donated millions wow. of different campaigns. He essentially ended up becoming a stop on like the fundraising tour for some candidates. Like, was one of the largest donors, if not the largest donor to Jim McGreevy, um, an ex-governor of New Jersey. Um, and he was like this pretty much like real estate mogul, mogul, whatever, um, who was soaring up. They also donated to Senator Frank Lautenberg of New York, um, which was huge because he actually was like, 
the person who kind of helped Charlie um, make some donations to like Harvard and get his kid into Harvard, all this shit. Um, And it's just like what they did and like what I kind of learned from this is that they essentially make all these relationships with people to like A, save their asses and B, help them out. So like they were strategic about who they were friends with, who they were backing up because they wanted these people that they financially invested in to essentially help them out in the long game, Um, which is a very smart move, as you say, which Mm -hmm. (laughs) is devastating, but like, I guess, smart. So, yeah, it seems like it seems like a, a common theme among these rich folks is just to give money to political campaigns so they can scratch their back and they scratch theirs. Yeah. And like, it's crazy because Jared Kushner, Charlie's son, he's only like 39 right now. And um, Jared was like really close with his dad. I'll get into like a massive scandal that happened with Charlie Kushner, but to kind of go into who like Jared is slash was, um, he was very close with his dad from like a very early age because his dad's money kind of got him to where he is. But even as a kid, like he only got into Harvard because of his dad's donations. Like the, there have been like numerous like investigations looking into like, Hey, Harvard, like how did um, Jared actually get in here? Like, Hey, the high school, like, did he have good grades in high school? Um, And people have admitted like Jared Kushner didn't really have the grades to get in, Mm -hmm. um, but legitimately ended up getting in because of the, these donations. Mm -hmm. Um, It's similar to Jared's, NYU grad school experience like his father rented office space there and basically just made a big gift at NYU basically as a thank you just like lets his son into the school so like this is so jarring because I feel as if like we had the whole like Lori Loughlin like issues what have you there were issues around this like people have investigated this but like they didn't ever really like go to jail because uh Charlie didn't end end up going to jail because of these donations like he did end up going to jail eventually for like tax evasion and numerous other things, but this wasn't the reason. Um, yeah, it seems like, and and you, it's funny. It's like there is the the legal and illegal way people seem to do this. They like it's like it's not just a donation, and if you happen to want to let them in, like that's like the the quote smart way to do it. Um, it's kind of similar yeah. to what happened with Trump too. He got he got into UPenn because someone took his SATs for him and all that stuff too. And donations. Exactly. It's just devastating. And I mean, I'm going to go into the whole investigation around Charlie Kushner, but basically around that investigation, Jared ended up being like the heir to all of Charles Kushner's money, which ended up kind of advancing his career even more. Um, Jared Kushner ended up buying like the New York Observer in 2006. The whole scandal that I'll get into was in 2004. And he like bought this newspaper to essentially like, well, it ended up being a tabloid. Now it's only online. Um, He essentially bought this to like push his own agenda. Like the New York Observer is like the only, one of the only media outlets that like fully endorsed Trump. Like, (laughs) it's just so sad. Um, And by like January, 2007, with all this money that he essentially inherited from his father, um, Jared Kushner bought 666 Fifth Avenue for like $1.8 billion, essentially like making a statement that like these people are gonna be in the real estate world forever. And keep in mind, this was also at like the eve of the like largest recession ever until, you know, one we're in. Um, And then on like the eve of this entire recession, he also became CEO of Kushner Companies. Um, And this is like 2008. And then as if everything is fine and good, Jared decides to start dating Ivanka Trump in 2009, 2009. Well, they dated before 2009, but they got married in 2009 at Trump's golf course. Um, Mm -hmm. And keep in mind another very like repetitive thing is that like Ivanka was a member of like the Manhattan elite um, in a way that like her husband and father, like weren't really like the Kushners legitimately, like obviously had some sort of like tie to her in my opinion that like, they were like, okay, like she looks like she would like fit really well into like what we want. Like this reminds Mm -hmm. me of like the stuff with like 
Jackie Kennedy and JFK and like some of the other people we've talked about. It's just like all these like transactional marriages that just like help your social status. Um, so at this wedding, um, Rupert Murdoch was actually there. Like his children were the flower girls. Um, wow. The police commissioner and attorney general of New York were there. And again, this is like all these people that they had courted um, where like, again, they are these people that can protect them if something goes wrong, but also like help them get by. And Jared through the next few years, like starts buying more properties. Um, and this is like up through like 2015, but then, you know, Trump gets elected in 2016. <sighs> so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, Naturally, like I said, The Observer became like one of the only publishers to endorse Trump, even though they had endorsed people like Obama in 2008. And something that is even more jarring about the Kushner family is that prior to everything that they have done around Trump, they were like obviously very much like very, they seem very democratic. Like they, all these political figures that they backed up in the past were all Democrats. Um, mm -hmm. And they, I guess, just found that siding with the Republican Party would help their business and help them get ahead. So it makes me think, like, I wonder how many other people just are like Republicans because they just think it'll benefit them financially versus like what they really stand for. Probably a lot of people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's sad because, like, I know, like, there's probably people who are, like, on different sides who listen to the podcast. Like, there's plenty mm -hmm. of, like, gray area here. But this is, like, another example of just, like, flip-flopping due to, like, what you want in the future, um, mm -hmm. which sucks. Um, so during, like, the presidential transition for Trump, like, Jared was known as, like, the president's confidant, but then got named, like, a senior advisor, um, in January of 2017, when he like officially took this role, he like resigned as CEO of Kushner Companies and publisher of The Observer. But like, there was still sketchy shit happening. Like him and Ivanka apparently made like $82 million of outside money. Like in that year while they were working for the government, like things just don't mm -hmm. make sense. <laughs> yeah, Ivanka's gotten like patents from China Mm -hmm. on voting booths during the presidency yeah. they they they're still making they're still making money moves for sure and like they're not really supposed to be doing these things if they're like in this position of power like it's just mm -hmm. really screwed up and they don't really get in trouble for it yeah um, they're like the current the current trump kushner narrative is that hunter biden joe biden's son is a corrupt kid because he profited off of his his, his his father's vice president which isn't even true but they're mm -hmm. they're clearly out and about just doing it yeah and i know this was like a pretty quick long-winded like rant about jared but like overall like he basically is has never had experience in government and like he is sitting here essentially first in line to whatever the president says like he could easily convince him to say x y or z well, um, it's funny because Trump in the beginning, he said, I'm putting Jared in charge of the Middle East. Jared's going to Jared's mm -hmm. going to bring peace to the Middle East. It's like that's like something people have been trying to do for since the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> and you think Jared will do it like yeah. what the fuck? Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So to kind of go into like the more scandalous things that I hinted at before, there's like a few that I'll gloss over. Um, like the whole Harvard thing, like Jared is basically accepted after his father pledged like a major donation. This donation was like two and a half million dollars um, in um, 1998 when Jared was literally just beginning the college admission process. Um, Harvard even like made a comment about this and said that they're like, oh, we consider more than just like grades. Like they're a really wholesome family. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, sure. It, yeah. Um, and like, there's other stuff about the NYU thing, but the big thing here is the whole Charles Kushner, like federal tax and like campaign investigation. Um, so way back in the early 2000s, um, Charlie Kushner basically one time got sued by his accountant, the attorney general that got pulled into this massive case that was like classic white collar crime shit that was happening about like tax evasion, witness tampering, trying to figure out all these like campaign donations. It was actually all handled by Chris Christie. Wow. Um, and I hate Chris Christie with like a burning passion. So then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, but- the, the Kushners, the Kushners hate Chris Christie. It's like a thing. Yeah. And Chris um, Christie was on the transition team for mm-hmm. Trump. It- he was just in the that he just got coronavirus because he was helping yeah. Trump debate. He was helping like, Trump prep for the first debate, and that's how they all got corona. Like, uh, so like Wild. their relationship with Christie was like kind of like happening at this point, but Christie basically was lawyer around this case. But what ended up happening is that Charlie Kushner was obviously like up to no good. Um he knew that he like wasn't really doing things that were, uh, you know, legal. Um, and at some point, um, Charlie found out that his sister Esther was like kind of cooperating with the FBI and like basically was, you know, doing the things that you're supposed to do when like the FBI is investigating your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and what ended up happening when Charlie found out that his sister was cooperating is that he hired a prostitute. This is like 2003, 2004. He hires a prostitute to essentially seduce his brother-in-law, Esther's husband, um, gets it all videotaped and essentially mails it to his sister as blackmail to like try to set them up. And he has the video delivered to his sister the morning of a family party. Like imagine. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So that is, so that that is awful. That is so fucked up. And this is just the blackmail around the camp around the investigation that Mm -hmm. charlie kushner was guilty for like he literally was just trying to like (sighs) get around it anyways the sister smart lady she is um gave the tape to the fbi he ended up pleading guilty um christy charged kushner and arrested him and charged him with like 18 counts of tax evasion witness tampering and illegal campaign donations um and Charles Kushner is out here in jail, whatnot, and is like, oh, this was a setup against me. Like, I never did anything wrong. Like, 
but he had mm-hmm. a guilty plea. Um, so Jared like stayed close with him at this time because he was only like 24. He would visit him every weekend, which is interesting because mm-hmm. um, he was in he was like at NYU. Um, and then the whole thing, like we said, like Chris Christie still stayed in their lives. Like he was Donald's transition t- chief. Um, mm-hmm. But then Jared apparently like got him let go like early on. Yeah. So I mean, there's so much like fear. Ugh, I can't even go into it. It's just like mm-hmm. everything makes me shake my head. Um, and there's tons of issues also throughout the Trump presidency where Jared apparently has been given like top secret security clearance. Like he's able to access shit that like, I don't really think he should have access to. Um, he has had like people, I mean, I feel like everybody knows this, but like he had like the two undisclosed phone calls with like the Russian ambassador between like April and November of 2016. So he could be behind like why Trump is even in office. Like he also met with like a trained Russian spy in December of 2016. He had these like weird things going on in Japan to help Ivanka. And like, he still was making all this money while he had this senior advisor position, which is like also kind of illegal. And like, he's not in jail. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see what happens. um, Once this is, if if this presidency ends, he may see uh, more repercussions, but who knows? There's nothing that is pointing to this family being a good family. Mm Mm-hmm. And speaking of the rest of the family, um, going into like the black sheeps of the family, since I kind of feel like the other siblings kind of lump into this, um, slash the women, as we all know. Um, So Jared's sisters, Zara and Nicole, have like smaller, um, like a smaller presence in the media. Like Zara's like apparently like the most like, private Kushner. She just like lives with her family in Livingston. Um, she was actually Charlie's oldest daughter, but is by far again, the most private. Nicole, however, um, holds the quote um, principal title for Kushner company. still. also like does shit with Ivanka, um, but went to NYU for grad and undergrad instead of Harvard, which I was like, Oh, maybe they were mad at her, but like Jared also went to NYU. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, I would rather I would also rather live in New York City than Boston. I don't know. A hundred percent. Yeah, Boston. Was a little- <laughs> no, no offense, anyone coming from Boston. Yeah, which is, I, little, I which went, is a little cold for me. I went to Boston College, and I legitimately don't like Boston. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Nicole's husband though heads up Observer Media, like. So the oh, families wow. are still very much intact. Yeah. Um, but then there's Jared's younger brother, Josh Kushner. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh Kushner is currently married to Carly Kloss. Um, mm-hmm. They got married in 2018. And Josh, I respect him because he's like maintained his like democratic side. Um, he hasn't like fallen too dark into the dark side. I don't really think, but like Jared and him did start an investment product together. Um, but I still feel like he's low-key the black sheep of the family just because their ideals are so different. Um, he did still go to Harvard for undergrad and business school. Um, and he ended up found being um, the founder of Thrive Capital, his own private equity firm. And is also like a co-founder of Oscar Health. Um, he also was an investor in Instagram. So like, I respect that like he dove into his own stuff instead of joining the family business. Um, and like him and Carly Koss have been like seen at marches. Um, she did have to like convert to Judaism for him, but like outside of like the normal things day to day, like I feel as if they live a fairly decent rich people life. I haven't mm-hmm. seen much like horrible things ever about Josh Kushner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's that funny that viral clip of like when Carly Kloss is a judge on yeah. Project Runway and the, and she's like, I don't like this dress. I would never wear this. He's like, and, and the contestant was like, not even to not even to dinner with the Kushners. And it was like this yeah. whole viral thing. Yeah. And she was like trying to, she just like brushes all those comments off. It seems like. Um, yeah. And I love her. I mean, I don't follow her religiously or anything, but like well, she was hanging out, she was hanging out with Scooter Braun, but she used to be best friends with Taylor Swift. This is really off topic. And <laughs> I'm very much on the Taylor Swift side of the whole Scooter Braun, Taylor Swift 
um, ah. argument about her masters. So I just find it interesting that she's now friends with the Braun, Scooter Braun, even though she was mm. best friends with Taylor. Seems Damn. a little seems a little shady to me, but I don't know the backstory. Even though I yeah. wish I did. <laughs> Guess I should look into that after this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of where these people are today, like Josh, you kind of know. Jared was legitimately just interviewed. So we're recording this on Monday. It comes out on Friday. Um, Jared was just interviewed this morning on Fox and Friends and said like a pretty devastating comment. He basically was just saying that um, Trump's policies can help people break out of the problems that they're complaining about, but he can't want them to be successful more than they want to be successful. So his words essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Um, are basically like blaming black Americans, like disproportionate, like lack of wealth, job opportunities, health disparities, and I don't know, just like systemic inequalities based on lack of drive, which is just like really, 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 really fucking horrible stuff. Really fucked up and really tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw that today and was like, and now I have to talk about him for like 25 minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't even deserve this. Um, and Jared and Ivanka have like three kids. Um, they're apparently still like worth like a billion dollars. Kushner also has been like the aide to Trump during the coronavirus pandemic and apparently was like saying to Trump that the media is exaggerating their stance on all of this. And like he legitimately can basically think of this administration as like writing a success story around the pandemic. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. how in the world? Yeah, I mean, he he kept, like, PPE and ventilators from blue states. They didn't want to help out, blue, quote, blue states. Because mm-hmm. he didn't think coronavirus was a big deal because it wasn't happening in red states. It's all, it's all fucked up. Yeah, it's just really devastating. And, like, the ties that he has to Trump are really, really close ties and, like, they're just all because he like married into the family. Mm-hmm. So I think I didn't really go into much about where Charles Kushner is today, but like he's still a super rich developer and is probably still doing sketchy shit. So So he's not in jail anymore. That's good for him, I guess. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. All right, so should I get into the Trump family? Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, here we are, guys. We've we're at the end. <laughs> we're at the Trumps. The last, the last chapter. Ho- the last chapter. Hopefully, the last Republican uh, candidate who has benefited from nepotism that we'll have. You know. <sighs> so a lot of the stuff I'll be touching upon is from Mary Trump's book. Too much and never enough, and that recent New York Times investigation into Trump's taxes. The Trump book is really good. I read it. Um, it's like it's a really quick, easy read. She is has her PhD in psychology, um, and she like basically just breaks down the pathologies and of Donald Trump, but also Donald Trump's 
father, Fred Trump, who I'll talk Mm -hmm. a lot about. Um, And Trump is sort of the epitome of nepotism. You know, the New York Times reported that President Donald Trump has received at least $413 million from his father over the decades. Um, And a lot of that has been through um, fraud and tax evasion and tax dodging. Um, And currently his Donald Trump's sons, Don Jr. and Eric Trump run his businesses and his daughter and son-in-law are, as we've touched upon, working for him at the White House. So that is just nepotism from all angles. But it's also around Donald Trump and his siblings. So Donald Trump had an older brother, Fred, who mm-hmm. he had his issues. He struggled with addiction. He, he died from alcoholism. And he tried to be his own person, but he always came back into the family business. His sister, Marianne, uh, was eventually made a judge with Donald's connections through Donald's lawyer, Roy Cohn, who's a, a known like person who used to work with the the mob and he also like persecuted homosexuals during the AIDS crisis despite being himself one like he would blackmail gay men um but he also had was a gay man and he actually got access to AZT through the Reagan administration so that's how Donald was able to get his sister uh on the judgeship a judgeship like a on federal courts Elizabeth Trump, Trump's other sister, got a job at Chase Manhattan Bank through her father. Donald obviously took over the family business. And Donald's younger brother, Robert, also worked for Donald and his father. But we know a lot of this. So let's just get to the origin of wealth. Um, so things really began with Donald Trump's grandfather and grandmother. So Donald Trump's uh, grandfather's name was Friedrich. Uh, he was from Germany. His last name was actually Drumpf, D-R-U-M-P-F, but they changed it to Trump. Um, and Elizabeth Trump, his grandparents. So both had immigrated from Germany. Ironically, Friedrich left Germany um, initially to avoid military service, something his grandson would later do by saying he had bone spurs and avoiding Vietnam. Also, ironically, Friedrich changed his name to Frederick just so he could sound more American. Yeah. He actually died of the la- in the last pandemic <laughs> of the Spanish flu, um, leaving his 12-year-old son, Fred, Donald's father, the man of the house. So Donald Trump's father is, is when the b- business gets going. Like Donald's grandfather did have a successful job. They left about $300,000 in inheritance. But despite that, his widow, Elizabeth, and his son, Fred, still struggled. And that's when Elizabeth... Donald's grandmother and created E Trump and son. So Donald Trump's grandmother actually started the the family business that became what it is today. Um, Which is interesting because that's, it doesn't usually start that way with the, with the, with a a matriarch, you know, but in this this case, it kind of does. God, with the Um, worst person of them all, it starts with a woman. That sucks. (laughs) I know. Um, Well, because she, so she like, so she established this thing with her son, Fred, and Donald's father. He was a builder. um, And he uh, basically gradually grew his business. They started like building garages. Um, Then Mm -hmm. they started making everything from like warehouses to apartment buildings. Um, And throughout the 1930s to 1950s, he, they made a lot of the business that he grew was by borrowing from the Federal Housing Authority and making influential friends among the, the Brooklyn Democratic Party. So he was able to basically build his real estate empire on the back of government fi- uh, financing because this was like after the war and they needed places for people to live. They just also there was like, you know, it was like the boom where there was that like really great part of, you know, economic turnover. And mm-hmm. This is interesting because Donald Trump made a lot of like his like business off of government financing as well. Like when his casinos were going bankrupt in the nineties and the bank, he had like had to get loans from the banks. The banks just started giving him money because he was the face of the banks. And if it wouldn't look good, if it looked like, or he was the face of the casinos and it wouldn't look good for business. If this guy was like living in squalor. So he actually was getting money from banks. It's crazy. Um, and so a lot of, you know, of who Donald Trump is today can be like traced to Fred Trump, his father, who was basically a sociopath and 
he like 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 yeah like that's pretty much what he was and so i'm actually just gonna read a part from mary trump's book about him so she wrote fred's fundamental beliefs about how the world worked was that in life there can only be one winner and everybody else is a loser an idea that essentially precluded the ability to share and that kindness is weakness so they donald trump and his his siblings basically grew up without that like idea that everyone is you're supposed to share and like everything everything is for the greater good in terms of like you winning you know what i mean like as Mm -hmm. long as you win that's all that matters and so over the course of his career, he ended up building about um, 27,000 apartments in New York City. And during his time in at Trump management, uh, Trump was investigated by a U.S. Senate committee for profiteering in 1954. And then again uh, by the state of New York in 1966. Donald actually became the president of the real estate business in 1971 after joining in 1968. Uh, he was only 25 when he was made the company president. This was basically so Donald would be the face of the business, but Fred was still in charge because Donald had this, like, as much as we, like, might not like him, people find him charismatic and, like, charming because mm-hmm. he's so, like, blunt and he portrays this, like, facade. It's all a facade. It's not real. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so eventually the company was actually sued by the U.S. Department of Civil Rights U.S. Justice Department Civil Rights Division for violating the Fair Housing Act. Basically, they were accused of not renting to minorities and, and, and ended up reaching a settlement and having to change their practices. Um, but in later years, Fred uh, Fred Trump conducted fraudulent schemes to benefit Donald and eventually had was had dementia. And, you know, so basically Donald Trump just was making so much money from his father. His father was had to keep bailing Donald Trump out of all of his failed business practices, all of the casinos he bankrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, the investigation by the New York Times showed that Donald was earning $200,000 a year um, into his today's, in today's money. Um, he was a millionaire by the age eight. Uh, by the time he was 17, his father had given him part ownership of a 52-unit building in uh, New York City. And then soon after he graduated from college, he was receiving the equivalent of $1 million a year from his father. The money increased with years to more than $5 million annually in his 40s and 50s. And yet he still went bankrupt. And it's he still owes like $400 million. To yeah. It's just crazy because I feel like he got all of that money just because like his dad didn't want to get like technically caught with all of it. Like he was probably just like, hey, here, take this. It's not on my record. And his dad was extremely, extremely like a frugal person. Like he was never in debt. He, um, he like didn't like that idea of not like he tried to like avoid taxes with whatever schemes he could get. And so that's actually brings us to the scandals revolving revolving around fred trump's money in december of 1990 trump actually tried to change the will of his dying senile father who was currently suffering from dementia so that donald would become the sole executor of the will and basically inherit the billion dollar empire his father had built himself instead of having to split it with his four uh siblings or his one sibling had already died but sharing it with his family that family um however his father, despite being senile, recognized that something was happening and called his personal uh, attorney, family attorney and accountant. And they basically figured it out before Donald was able to get away with it. And his siblings basically just like brush it off and just like sweep it under the rug and never talked about it. The fact that he tried to steal all of the money. Like, <laughs> I wonder who he does holidays with. Like, I, I just don't, don't understand. His entire family. Yeah. That's that's the whole like the thing of it is like that the the whole family is just like um really just looking up for themselves and want to cheat the system in any way possible, and so according to the New York Times, re- re- like if, around the inheritance of Fred Trump Senior's uh, money, he and his siblings set up a sham corporation to disguise millions of dollars in gifts from their parents' records and interview show. Records indicate that Mr. Trump helped his father take improper tax reductions worth millions more. He also helped formulate a strategy to undervalue his parents' real estate holdings by hundreds of millions of dollars on tax returns, sharply reducing the tax bill when those properties were transferred to him and his siblings. So basically, they were like, my father owns this thing, 
it costs like a hundred million dollars. So I only have to pay this much taxes on it. When in reality, it was worth much more than that. So they just were just cheating the system. Uh, that's actually why Marianne Trump, who was were a judge in the federal courts, resigned because if she did not resign, mm-hmm. there would have been an investigation into her basically not paying her tax like fair share in taxes. Um. And so the president's parents, Fred and Mary Trump, transferred well over $1 billion in wealth to their children, which should have produced a tax bill of at least $550 million under the mm-hmm. 55% tax rate that's imposed on gifts and inheritance. But instead, they paid about 5% tax. So they basically saved $500 million in taxes. Yep, that's all awful. All so depressing. And, you know, when we talk about scandals, it's impossible to think to name of all the Trump scandals. So I actually just listed a bunch of top line ones that I'm going to try and rattle off as quickly as possible. Oh, my God. The list. Um, Basically dismissing the Russian interference, maybe kind of helping it happen when he separated children and now are unable to locate the 545 children's parents, 60 of which were under the age of five. His shitty response to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. When he pressured Ukraine to dig up dirt on Joe Biden and his son Hunter, threatening to withhold aid unless the Ukrainian president complied with his wishes, which actually resulted in his impeachment, which the Senate just voted on this year in 2020, which is crazy to think about. Um, When he called right-wing nationalists in Charlottesville very fine people, when he imposed a Muslim travel ban, when he doubled fees at his resort hotel after becoming president, basically making it more expensive to come stay at his places after he became president, when he wanted to sell Puerto Rico to buy Greenland, when he tried to stop transgender students using school bathrooms um, and, you know, the trans military ban, you know, birtherism saying Obama wasn't even born here. Um, oh, the fact that he was tight with Jeffrey Epstein, who is a known uh, pedophile and sex trafficker uh, when he withdrew from the Paris agreement on climate change, when he approved an oil pipeline through native land. Uh, it goes, the list goes on and on, you know, when oh he had protesters tear gassed, you know, basically when he lied about how mm-hmm. deadly the coronavirus was, uh, he oversaw the longest government shutdown in U.S. history all over the border wall that Mexico was supposed to pay for. Um, and when he cut corporate taxes to its lowest rate since 1939, so the rich can continue to get richer while the poor get poorer, you know, that's just a sheer, that's just, that's just a little list. I thought I'm that was like- important. yeah it just makes me so scared like i really 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 hope the world changes next week i know me too um so now when we talk about black sheeps tiffany trump is sort of viewed as the black sheep although she has been coming out more and more lately in support of her father with she just Mm. did that like hilarious gay event for trump where she was like she came out to the black eyed peas and was like blowing kisses and like laughing. It was very strange. I did not see that. Yeah. She was like, and then she was like, my father loves the L G B Q I A A. Like <gasps> actually leaving out the T it's like, yeah, we, we caught you girl. Um, mm. And she doesn't really seem to have a place like the rest of the kids and where they are, the, where they, where the family is today. Hopefully they are about to lose the election. Uh, that's oh. where I'm hoping that we're at. Uh, you know, they're that's that's where we're at today we are today where we are at today you know <laughs> yeah so, i mean it's definitely gut-wrenching it mm-hmm. sucks but i think we all know what we need to do <laughs> yeah i think we all just need to go vote you don't get your friends and family to go vote you don't want to feel the way you felt the day after you on uh, 2016 i know i sure don't want to oh so, my god get your yeah. friends and family to vote people Absolutely. And I think now we just have time for one last game. Alrighty. So today we are going to play a lovely game called Daddy Send Me. Um, I'm super excited about this one. So we are going to guess which of these famous people went to the same prestigious university as their daddy or mommy. Hmm. I think it will be really interesting and kind of hilarious to guess these. So an example will be which high profile figure, um, you know, and one time subject of the pod went to Harvard just like his father before him. Is it JFK or Rupert Murdoch? And this case would be JFK. Yes. Yeah. So we're trying. Okay, cool. So, 
this will be fun. This will be fun, fun, fun. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. So first question, which of these Marvel superhero actors went to Columbia University following in their parents' footsteps? Is it Ryan Reynolds or Jake Gyllenhaal? I actually know this one. I think I know this one because I know that Jake Gyllenhaal's parents are like, where they work in the business. I know that they're like famous cinematographers or something or like filmmakers of some kind. I think, I think, and I think that's how Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal, his sister got started working. So I think that's who it is. I'm going to go with Jake Gyllenhaal. I think I want to say that too, because I remember when we did the Hollywood episode, he was on that list of uh, uh-huh. I also people. think Ryan Reynolds is from Can- Canada. I almost said Canada. <laughs> Canada right. works. So the answer is Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Jake and his sister Maggie both attended Columbia. Maggie graduated in 1998 and Jake left after two years in 2000 to focus on acting. Their mother, screenwriter Naomi Fawner Gyllenhaal, um, graduated from Columbia with a master's in psych. Dope. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So which child of a former president attended Harvard University just like their dad? Is it Malia Obama, oldest daughter of Barack Obama, or Jack Carter, oldest son of Jimmy Carter? Oh, shit. I want to say... I know Malia is at Harvard. Is Malia at Harvard? Yeah. Wait. I know that I know Obama definitely went to Harvard because he was the first black person to be the Harvard uh, review. Okay. You know what? No, I do think it is Malia because I remember there was a whole thing about um, she took a gap year before she went to Harvard. Okay. Um, So let's see. I also don't know anything about um, that. So let's see. The answer is Malia Obama. Malia Obama enrolled at Harvard in 2017. Both her parents graduated from the Harvard Law School. Jack also was a legacy admission, but he followed his father to Georgia Tech, not Harvard. Interesting. Damn. That is very interesting. So... Speaking of former presidents, which child of the of a former president attended Yale, their dad's alma mater, Ronald Reagan or Barbara Bush? Huh. I do I would not almost want to say Reagan. No. I might say Reagan because I think the um which child of a former president attended Yale University because I do know but didn't the Bushes go to Yale? Yeah, I think yeah, the they Bushes did went for to sure. Yale. So it might be, and I always forget that Barbara, that is Barbara is like, it's so weird. They all name their, they name their children the same names as themselves. So it's so confusing. I know. Like George Bush's wife and mother are both Barbara, aren't they? I'm pretty positive. Yes, absolutely. And then his daughter is also Barbara. It's just like, ugh, it's so like incestuous. Very confusing. Um, Okay. So I'm going to go with Barbara Bush. All right. Let's see. Yes, um, the answer is Barbara Bush, daughter of George W. Um, graduated from Yale in 2004, just like her father and grandfather. Yeah, you were totally right. Because why would they? I don't know. I don't like it when people repeat the names over and over. It's even so though confusing. My, yeah, even though my um, my brother is named the same name as my dad and my grandfather, and I just don't like it. Well, that my, my brother is too, but it's also it's like the daughters are, and then it's like the the uncles and the brothers like. Jeb Bush has a son named George, even though that's his brother's name. You know what I mean? Like, it's so like, like why did he have to do that? Why? So as we know, Yale is no stranger to legacy admissions. Which renowned actor attended Yale in part because of the influence of his powerful father's Yale ties? Is it Paul Giamatti or Philip Seymour Hoffman? Interesting. Ooh, I don't know. This one's tricky. This one is tricky. Um... Well, I don't know. I don't know I anything really, about their children. No, me neither. I'm very lost. I'm going to try to maybe just guess Paul Giamatti, because why not? I was leaning towards Paul Giamatti as well, because um, he seems very, like, um, I guess they both seem very, like, ho, 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 ho. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know <laughs> the word I'm looking for. Uh, but Paul Giamatti like, gives me more of that vibe. So let's see. 
It's Paul Giamatti. His father, Angelo Bartlett Giamatti, was a Yale University professor who later became president of the university and commissioner of Major League Baseball. What? I had no idea. Angelo received both his bachelor's and PhD from Yale. And Paul got a bachelor's and master's from Yale. Wow. Wow. I had no idea that connection existed. Okay, next one. American universities aren't the only ones playing favorites for the children of powerful people. Which British university accepted Chelsea Clinton um, following in the footsteps of her father, Cambridge or Oxford? My thought is Oxford, but like I could totally see it being Cambridge as well. I, I remember reading about how Bill Clinton went to Cambridge or Oxford. I think he was a um a Rhodes Scholar there. And I forget which place does the Rhodes Scholarship. R-H-O-D-E-S. Does Cambridge yes. or Oxford? So I'm thinking Oxford. All right. And the answer is yes, Oxford. Um, mm-hmm. Chelsea Clinton received a doctorate in international relations from Oxford in 2014. Her father was a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford from 1968 to 1970. You know, that's the thing about Chelsea Clinton. She at least has a doctorate in international relations from Oxford. Like Ivanka, Ivanka Trump just made purses before she was an advisor to the, in the, in the White exactly. House. Exactly. Like, if Chelsea got into politics, I don't know. I guess eh, I'd probably. I, still I wouldn't play. love it, but it but yeah. it would still be like, well, you know, she's not an idiot. At least she, yeah, yeah. So speaking of the Trumps, Donald Trump loves telling mm-hmm. everyone about his time at Wharton School of Business. Although it's tough to find any accounts of him actually attending a class, but which of his children attended Wharton as well, Ivanka or Donald Jr.? Um, ooh, I want to say Donald Jr. I don't know either. Um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Ivanka, maybe, because she, like, I feel like, did she even go to college? She must have went to college. (laughs) We sound so horrible. Did she even go to college? I, I I honestly have no idea, but it makes me think that Ivanka is, but I feel like Ivanka is the favorite. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she would get the preferential treatment of like going to Wharton, or like he would like her more because she went to Wharton. So let's let's see. Yes. Oh, it's a trick question. Donald Trump uh, Jr. graduated from the Wharton School in 2000, and Ivanka Trump graduated in 2004. So they both went. Oh yeah, I'm sure Daddy forced them to. Yeah. Next one. Which major magazine changed hands from father to son, both of whom attended Princeton? Forbes or Harper's Bazaar? Hmm. Uh, I honestly have no idea. Because to me, I, like my immediate thought with magazine is that I think back to like newspaper, New York Times. I don't know I much like about Rolling magazines. Stone. Oh yeah. Um, but isn't the Harper's Bazaar? I think is a pretty big like family business. I don't know much about Forbes. Um, so I'm leaning more towards Harper's Bazaar than Forbes, but I could be wrong. Let's see. All right. The answer is Forbes. The the publisher and two-time presidential candidate, Steve Forbes, earned a bachelor's from Princeton in 1970. And his father, publisher Malcolm Forbes, graduated from Princeton in 1941. So Princeton is also a place of these people. I like, I can't. I grew up right next to Princeton. It always made me feel like a little like trashier than I am. (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like oh okay yeah but here is some uplifting news when it comes to nepotism which major research university announced this year that it would be ending its legacy admissions practices john hopkins university or carnegie mellon university oh i want to say it's carnegie mellon Mm -hmm. i think i remember seeing something like that as well i feel like there shouldn't be legacy admissions anywhere uh, I know. That's just me, but maybe I would feel a different way if I had the op- the the option to be in, like a legacy admission somewhere. I know. I mean, I could see it being Hopkins. I don't know. This is a tough one. All right, let's see. It is John Hopkins. In January of this year, it announced that it would be eliminating legacy admissions. The university's president, Ronald J. Daniels, said of the decision. 
I never became reconciled to the prevalence of this form of hereditary privilege in American higher education, particularly given the country's deeply ingrained commitment to the ideals of merit and equal opportunity. That's nice. I think that's good. That's a good way to yeah. end it. You know, some people are trying to do it right, Brian, and that's what we have to remember. Yeah. So everyone, please make sure to have a voting plan. Make sure you've already, you're going to vote. Don't not vote. That's silly. Please I vote. Mean, if, the lines... if, you're, if you're able to vote, vote. Yes. Yeah. The lines, honestly, if you catch them at the right time, they're not that bad. You will get through it. Everything is fine. We'll all be fine. All right. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening. Um, this has been Do You Know Who My Dad Is, a podcast about failing up. Betches.